You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Richard Justice, who is hanging out with me today, talking some Angels baseball while Maria enjoys a little more vacation time. My friend Richard, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited about the Angels, too. I am, too. I am, too. And, of course, we're going to start talking about Shohei Otani because this guy is going to lead us off, I think, for the next few weeks. And I was thinking about him and what I wanted to know as someone who enjoys the game and is excited about Shohei Otani is what is his spring training going to look like? And what, if anything, does he have to prove? Well, I think it's just going to be not that. He'll approve that, you know, down the road. I think it's going to be just figuring things out. When will he pitch? Does he get a day off after he pitches and then play a position or DH? Does he get a day off the day before he pitches? And, and you know, we, like we've seen guys like Scherzer and going back Roger Clemens, the intensity of the workout. So how does he incorporate the normal work between starts with playing position? He's 23 years old, and he's coming off a season when he pitched just five games and played the outfield for 60. So even though he's 23, he's not immune from injury. The other thing is, how is he going to handle all the attention? Mm -hmm. Japanese players come here, and they're covered intensely by the Japanese media. Mm -hmm. In some cases, you know, a dozen or so men and women, thousands of words. But in this case, he's trying to do something that no one in 99 years has done. Babe Ruth's last year with the Red Sox. That attention from reporters in this country is going to be significant. So, I mean, just when you see him on TV, you see the way he walks, you can tell he's accustomed to being a star, he's accustomed to attention. Um, But this is a big part of it, because if he can do this, his impact on baseball, on scouting, on player development will be far-reaching, far-reaching. I mean, it will change the way we look at rosters and what players can and can't do. Richard, let me ask you on top of this, which is interesting. I just talked with Greg Johns, who covers the Mariners, and somebody asked Greg about the Mariners going to a six-man rotation, and he said, well, you've got to have a strong five-man before you can think about a strong (laughs) six-man. But the conversation hasn't really been around the Mariners. It's been around the Angels. Have we heard anything else about the Angels trying to go to a six-man rotation for Shohei? Yeah, they're looking at it. But Japanese pitchers typically have pitched once a week. Right. Now, you Darvish is coming off Tommy John, and I think there are people who would say, look, if the Rangers had used him once a week, we wouldn't have gone through this. Tommy John surgeries, the number of Tommy John surgeries in baseball has plummeted in part because we're doing a better job of taking care of pitchers. We're starting to figure out why these injuries happen. So, yeah, I think that it's true. What Greg said is true. You've got to have mm. five before you can have six, but the – but the other side of that, the counter to that is, what's the best way to take care of this guy? And mm-hmm. what's the best way to put him in a comfort zone coming off a season when he was hurt? And also, what's the best way to figure out how, he's gonna, how we're going to divide up the workload for these seven days? And some of it's going to be in the field, some of it's going to be pitching, and maybe it's going to be a it's, – it's something we've never had. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the way he's used as a pitcher is going to be something we never had that, that Mike Sosha has to sit down – first day of spring training and just map it out. This is when he's going to pitch. This is when he's going to play, and we'll see if this works out. Man, it's so it's so interesting. It's, it's totally unknown. And, you know, like you and I have talked before, like when you see how hard pitchers work, the, the, especially the emphasis on leg work, like so you're going to go stand at 
first base for nine innings or play the outfield for nine innings, right. you're going to be a tired young man. <laughs> but he wants to do it. The Angels are open to do it. Yeah. There's no manager more smarter or more creative than Mike Sosha. So let's give it a go. It's going to be the coolest thing to watch in spring training. Absolutely, absolutely. The Angels pride themselves on defense. We've seen this written about a lot. And improving on what was already a really solid group of gloves in 2017. But but now we have to talk about their offense. And do you feel like they've done the dirty work this offseason to be a force on both sides of the plate? Well, everything is connected to every other little thing. So. When you're infield, as you mentioned, it's Cozart, Simmons, Kinsler, and Martin Maldonado behind the plate, and you've got Mike Trout in the center and Justin Upton in the left. You're a really, really good defensive team. Now they're 22nd, 17th, and 20th in runs the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the last year, they're projected to score 4.88. That would be 12th in the majors. Uh, they haven't been that high since 2014 when they led the majors in runs. Um, so the answer to that is... I. Cozart's coming off a career year. Kinsler's coming off a bad year. And Justin Upton is coming off the year that is Justin Upton. I, w- I would say that Pujols is a big key. Can he bounce back? What's he got left in the tank? His, today's his 38th birthday. And um, is Mike Trout going to stay healthy? I think they're going to score enough runs. But when you look at the strength of the team, it's going to be Garrett Richards, Matt Shoemaker, Tyler Skaggs, Andrew Haney. If you could tell me those guys are going to make 100 starts, then I'd say, okay, they're going to score enough runs. Okay. All right. Well, you you just teed me up really nicely there, Richard. Because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Albert Pujols actually, who you mentioned. It's his birthday today, 38 years young. And listen, he's gonna be a busy guy because with the addition of Otani, we're hearing that he's gonna be asked to play more first base to make room for Shohei at DH. But on top of all of this. He's only 32 hits away from number 3,000. I looked this up. I was doing my homework, and I think that that obviously very exciting for Albert. I know that Cardinals fans, Angels fans, baseball fans are excited about that. But he had a career-worst season last year. What can fans expect from him this year? Can you can you cheat the clock? That's, that's it. He's the <laughs> hardest-working guy I've ever been around. You see him at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and he's already put in a full day's work. He's, nobody's more committed than Albert. So, you know, but he is 38 years old. His OPS has gone down three straight seasons. He has four more seasons and 100, about $114 million left on his contract, so he's going to be around. You know, um, there are days you see him run. You talk, he's talking about him playing some first base. There are days you see him run, and he looks 38 years old. Mm-hmm. And you know that there's some pain in there. You know, we had, David Ortiz had a great last year in 2016, his last year. But he said, there are days my, my feet, my knees, my legs feel so bad. I, I'm in such pain to get in to get ready to play. It's such, a, it's, it's such a monumental task, and I think that's where we are with Albert. So can you expect more than in past years? I think if the lineup's better, when you put Cozart and Kinsler and Justin Upton, a full season of Justin Upton in there, maybe. You know, you mentioned 3,000 hits. Albert's got a chance to be the first guy in history to have 700 homers and 700 doubles. Bonds, Aaron, and Ruth, they had, they, they never did it. They had 700 homers. They never had 700 doubles. This guy's ticket to the Hall of Fame is punched. You know, he'll be forever remembered in the hearts and minds of Cardinals fans. And if the Angels can do this with this group they have now, he'd be special for another group. Um, you want to see a guy go out on his own terms? That almost never happens. Yeah. Um, so what can we expect? I, my answer is I don't know, uh, rooting for the best. 
Okay. All right. I like. I'll take that answer, Richard. I'll take it. Now, now I'm thinking this. This has got my wheels turning, Richard. And we haven't talked about this yet. Is have the Angels done enough this this off season to really, really compete in the AL West and compete? with the Astros, who everyone is so high on, which they should be for their rotation and bringing back these guys. I know they've got a couple guys who they haven't agreed to arbitration terms yet, but can the Angels compete? Yes. They're, can they win the ALS? Maybe not. Maybe, you know, 21 games. Do you make up 21 games? A lot of things would have to happen. But to, they're a playoff team right now, today, without another move. Billy Epler has had a great offseason. Upton, Cozart, Kinsler. Jim Johnson and Otani. The key is those three or four guys at the front of the rotations, as we mentioned. Garrett Richards, if he's healthy, is a true number one, but he's made 12 starts the last two seasons. Matt Shoemaker is a solid number two. He made 14 starts last season. Skaggs, 26 starts the last three seasons. Haney, six starts the last two seasons. So you got to have those guys on the field, and, and you can see it now. They're all healthy. Skaggs and Haney are healthy. Richards is healthy. Shoemaker's healthy. If, if that's the case, 100 starts, if that's the case, they're definitely a playoff team. And then we'll see what we get out of Otani. Maybe it's <laughs> 15, 10 wins and 15 homers, or, or who knows. It'll be a great show to watch. Yeah, you know what will be interesting too, Richard, is the metric by which we measure his success, right? Because we don't, we don't have anything to compare it to. What is the, right. measure, the measuring stick of success for him? I was on a show the other day, and somebody said, okay, let me just describe a guy that hits 15 home runs and wins 12 wins 12 games. What do you call that guy? And I said, are you making the case that he's the American League MVP? <laughs> if that, I, w- I would say, what did his teammate in center field do before we give the, the award to anybody else? In this yeah. But if he does that, it will be an amazing success, and <laughs> it will change the way scouts look at college players forever. Oh, my goodness. All right, Richard, last, last question for you. What, what are you working on next? What's coming out? What's your brain going through right now? I'm just going through uh, – Free agents starting to come off the board. Mm-hmm. Is there a fit now? Is there a, the right fit for Eric Osmer? Is there a right fit for Jake Arrieta? I'm not sure that answer is, but hopefully by the time I finish typing, there will be. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed for that, Richard. Well, I won't yeah. keep you any longer so we can get that hot stove going. I'm Danny Wexelman with Richard Justice. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. 